Alright Raiders, how you all doing? It's been a while. I hope you're all keeping well as Christmas fastly approaches. It's a real mixed time I feel. A time of joy, celebration, feasting, drinking, partying, presents, loved one. Yet also losses and ending and uncertainty as a new year approaches. Our next guest is a reminder of the power of believing in ourselves. So without further ado, let's welcome him on. Welcome to this week's guest. Can you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Arya. Um, I'm the founder of uh, Believe, which is uh, we just launched in 2022, and it's a, a ready-to-drink protein shake. It's more than protein shake. Uh, it's plant-based, and it has a bunch of other ingredients as well in it that uh, makes it more functional and uh, you know more uh, more helpful to people's lifestyle. And how you, how do you spell that then? How Believe as in Believe yeah. like B-E-L-I-E-V-E? No, so it's B-L-I-E-V. Right, okay, amazing. Yes. How did the name come about? Uh, it's just, uh, well, there were so many different names that uh, when we, when I started to basically uh, wanted to launch the company, um, there, there were so many different names that came around and, and none of them would really uh, kind of um, made that connection for me. Uh, and, you know, uh, since I wanted to launch a company, I always wanted to be something that uh, I personally would resonate with the board and also other people could feel or could connect with it. So that's why the word believe when it came to my, my mind, um, obviously the word believe you, you can't really trademark it or you can't really uh, make it unique to your own. So that's how kind of we came about. And then I figured out what to do with it in terms of being able to to apply for trademarks or those type of things. So that's kind of how it happened. But the main reason behind choosing the board believe was was mainly because of the, the connection and, uh, that I had with the board. And I think everyone to a degree would have well, definitely. I mean, I guess you heard that, you hear that word and it's sort of, I mean, I suppose for me, it like um, makes me think of, I guess, hope and faith and um, trust in something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, uh, same for me. I think it's uh, kind of, for me, it's always been like that. And uh, and I think, you know, um, we, we all go through life and we have, you know, different ups and downs and, and we start different things and, and some successful than others. But uh, the, the main thing I think when we go through the, these things is that, uh, you know, uh, those that, that, that have that beliefs, uh, self-belief, uh, if you're gonna, you know, say it that way, uh, are the ones that are probably uh, gonna have a more chance of succeeding uh, just because of that factor that, you know, determination that it brings with itself. So that's, that's kind of, why uh, it was an important word for me and also why I chose it. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you have to believe in whatever it is that you're selling, promoting, um, you know, sort of putting forward. Yeah, I, you know, uh, again, uh, with anything, I, I feel like I would never 
be able to put myself in a position or I would never be able to, uh, you know, like consume something or, you know, try to sell something if I didn't have that belief in it, uh, that mm -hmm. belief in it. So that's that was so important for me because, uh, you know, um, I, I wanted to create something that uh, I felt it was missing from the market. And without that belief and without that, you know, like uh, without that uh, factor, it wouldn't be possible for me to even start it. So it was it was pretty important, I think, in, in, the, in the whole process of um, the, the company and coming about. And can you tell us a bit more about the products and how the company came about? Yes. Yeah, so, um, oh, you know, uh, the back story goes from uh, I'm not originally from um, the UK. So I came to the UK when I was 17 years old. Um, and back then, um, my life was a whole lot different to, to what's now. Um, you know, so when I came to the UK, kind of I got to a good, basically, uh, I tried to to have good habits um, in my life uh, because beforehand uh, I didn't have those. Um, so gym and, you know, the fitness and playing more sports and things like that was one of them. Uh, and when I started in the, the fitness journey, the whole, you know, supplements and things like that came around for me and I started to become very involved with it. I started to be really passionate about it and, you know, go and research different things like what ingredients can I use, what what different supplements will help me in that process. And um, in, the, in the whole process, I became very passionate about, you know, different ingredients and what they can do for us. And, um, you know, the, the year has gone by and I was a, I am still a, a huge co uh, consumer of the supplements and everything that do does exist in the supplement industry. And when I got to the university, I never was planning to to launch a company. And a kind of um, the the whole the whole launching a company came, you know, across my eyes when when I found out that I, there's actually a way that I can stay in the UK post my graduation, um, which was true launching uh, an innovative business um, in the UK. So I applied for a startup business and, you know, the, the whole business plan and idea uh, worked and, you know, um, I got the endorsement and were able to launch the company. Um, and throughout that, a whole lot of different things happened, which I'm sure we're going to go through it as well. Um, so yeah, that's how, that's how it came about. And it, it was always my passion. Yeah. To, to do something in the business industry, in the, sorry, in the fitness industry. Um, but, it, you know, um, it kind of made sense for me to do this because of the fact that, um, you know, I had that journey in the fitness industry and and everything that I learned and then be able to, you know, um, try to create something that didn't exist on the market uh, from my point of view was kind of a, a dream come true in a sense really is a dream come true. I mean, that's incredible that you're able to take, like, I suppose, essentially what started as like a hobby and then a, yes. a passion and became a complete lifestyle and, you know, and to take that and, um, yeah, be able to launch a startup business. I mean, in a lot of ways, well, maybe I'll just speak for myself, but I think it, it is what a lot of us 
dream of is being able to take something that you know excuse the pun but we believe in and we're invested in and is part of our life and you know and be able to sort of find I guess that's the thing isn't it is being able to sort of find a way of merging like your life your identity with what you do yeah exactly and and that was so important for me because you know like um launching a business um is so hard it's very challenging and and to do it, you know, like in a in a whole sort of um, new uh, new country, new culture, mm-hmm. and as someone that uh, you know, for six years ago, this January becomes the six six years that I've been in the UK. So to to go from not being even to not being able to speak English to then mm-hmm. basically launch a company is it's a it's a it's a very crazy journey. Uh, in in a lot of sense when I tell people, but but at the same time, it's something that I'm so passionate about and something that you know like um, I don't a lot of things that I do I don't look at as work. So it's it's been amazing to have that opportunity, um, especially in times that is difficult and in times that is challenging because I can look look at those aspects and you know and you know be happy and be grateful about it. I mean, yeah, you say crazy, it's completely commendable. And, you know, to come to a country that's not your own, and like you said, to learn a new language and cultures and how systems work. And also in the last six years, you know, we've had a worldwide pandemic and there's been lockdown and now we've got this um, living crisis. And, you know, so there's been huge challenges, environmental challenges as well. Yes, uh, you know, um, you, you mentioned a uh, few, and uh, the, I think we are living in a in a time that is probably not in the in the next hundred years. It's not gonna, you know, be uh, happening the same way. We had so many different things going on, and and sometimes you look at it and you you feel like you're living in a movie, um, mm, movie yes. scene, and and it's crazy, uh, and also to to do things in this time it's also makes it super challenging and makes it even more difficult but but again uh, as i said the because of the rewards and because of you know the, the enjoyment that i get out of it it almost kind of makes sense it's almost um how can i put it the right way it almost like you know um it's it feels like i'm doing something right it feels like um you know um uh, I don't even know how to put it in words, but it feels amazing. Um, just as, even a small, a smallest of rewards feels super good and super amazing. I mean, it sounds like from what you're saying, you know, it's it's been worth it, and things are just aligning. Yeah, in well, in a way, but but also, you know, um, I'm I, I should be realistic that you know a couple of things has been slower than I want it to be so mm-hmm. it's it's been challenging uh in some aspects um I, I can't lie um and it has been very difficult in some ways but also very rewarding in another way so it's kind of balanced each other out you know and and one small reward I think is so it outweighs all the all the challenges and all the stresses that I can get so that's how I look at it I was wondering what your current relationship with yeah. food is like. Is it a lot of smoothies? 
Well, uh, I, I have at least one uh, one shake during the day, um, just just because of the the protein in it, um, especially after the gym and the the added fiber that you have in the product. Uh, so, I try to get at least one in, one in the day. Um, but the, the, you know, uh, I talked about the, the fitness journey. But uh, before I um, you know come to the UK, uh, I was um, overweight. Um, so when I came to the UK, part of that was to that I lost in the, in the in two years. I think I lost um, around forty five kilos. So I had a you know massive sh- shift in my lifestyle, and and as you mentioned, the relationship with food. Uh, it kind of at times um, when I look back at it, it, it has changed a lot, you know, where, from where I was to now where I am. Uh, and it's been a journey on its own uh, and, and it's an important one, I think. Uh, but currently it's, you know, my diet is, is very, it has everything in it. So I, I don't really try to kind of cross anything out of my diet uh, just just because I feel like it's important to have a variety of food in our diet but uh, I have plenty of vegetable and plant-based things in my diet but you know it's more of a if you if you want to put a put a category in it it's more like a flexitarian diet I I do enjoy my you know like here and there if if you're going out or if if there is a special occasion I I have you know um animal-based food but I try during the day and you know during the week to to have as much as plants and things like that uh, possible and where I can have you know a little bit of fish here and there to to kind of get all the nutrients that are good for our body. And how do you think that differs then from your past relationship with food? I mean you mentioned that there was quite a stark difference and yeah. you lost 45 kilos. My math is terrible, so I've no idea what that is in um, stones or pounds. But it definitely Yeah, so I, I think in pounds, it's uh, I can do a quick thing, but I think it, it might be like around 100 pounds. Wow, okay. Yeah, so basically I was uh, 115 kilos. Now I'm around 75, 70, so... Um, it's 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 a it's a huge number but yeah uh, yeah uh but it's one that i think came with a lot of life so changes so beforehand um you just asked uh, i had food and i just didn't know enough about you know like i never wanted to you know <laughs> be overweight so i just didn't know enough about nutrients and and how i can you know like how, how much is enough, how much is too much, things like that. So I kind of I went on a, on a whole journey to learn about how body works and, and you know, like the, the things that are important for our body, the, the, the fruits and the fiber and the, you know, the, the good things, the protein that, that are important for our, you know, bodily function and, and kind of learn and throughout the years to to have what and you know like um you know uh, maintain my my natural weight basically so it sounds like there was a conscious decision to become a bit more informed about food and nu- nutrients and um you know and, and try and eat more variety of food and improve your diet and you know and whilst doing more movement in the gym and on your fitness journey yeah for sure it was a it was a decision that you know um since I, I was a teenager, uh, I wanted to kind of um, 
lose a little weight, but I never understood how I can do it. I never, I never got to, to do it properly. And, and when I came over here, I, you know, gym was one of the times during the day that I had to myself because, you mm. know, being far from the family and, mm. and, you know, like um, being on your own and mm. doing a studying and things like that. Gym was like a time during the day that I had, I, I would go and I would enjoy it and it would take everything off my mind. And, and because of the fact that, you know, I started to enjoy it and then, you know, getting more active and, you know, like instead of getting taxi walking everywhere, you know, like all those little small things, um, then it led to it led to changes in my life so I, I didn't want to go back to you know the, the previous way that I was anymore I wanted to to keep being fit and and to be able to move as freely as I want to mm. to be able to to do things that I, I would like to do you know uh, and and that was a conscious conscious decision that I think it helped me a lot doing you know, uh, during my time to be able to, to figure out things and, and having that determination to, to go forward, you know, and, and to keep going uh, in a sense and to, to get everything that I wanted. Well, what really struck me as well whilst you were talking and, you know, I just sort of found myself thinking about how entwined food is with um, our backgrounds, um, you know, family, where we're from so I suppose I guess I'm just imagining you know if I was 17 and moving country you know like um the food being different would feel like a huge part you know like there's so many foods that you just associate with from from where you're from if that makes sense or like your national cuisine and you know and it's it's such a comfort and it's um yeah and I suppose I'm just wondering was there like a big difference in terms of um cuisine or sort of stuff that you would be eating at home before you moved yeah but there's still I had for example um that, that's a great point just mainly because I you know like my my mom always used to cook in our house so you know like you have the comfort of uh you know everyone loves their mom's cooking it's just yeah. amazing uh I'm originally from Iran uh just to add a context um and and we love our food it's a big thing in my culture and and, you know, uh, people love to cook food and, you know, like we have loads of different dishes. But the, the main thing wasn't even like coming to here. I miss the food type thing. It was mainly because I wanted, I didn't want to to basically have that much food anymore in a, in a way. It, it mm. wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't that because the food wasn't there, I got healthy. It was more of a, like, I want to get healthy. So... I need to look at what I consume, you know, or what I have. So, yeah, it, it, I, I think that helped in a sense, uh, what you're saying in terms of the, the cultural differences and the, the food that wasn't available anymore. But also it was, I think it, it was in a sense, uh, the conscious decision of even if I have food, then, you know, I don't need to to have too much food, you know, if that makes yeah. sense yeah, in, it in does, a way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and because um, we get into habits, you know, throughout our life, um, that you know, for example, I would go out and I would have, you know, like loads of food with my friends, uh, back in my country, and it was unnecessary, you know, like afterwards, we, we would feel, you know, like not really comfortable because of the amount of food that we would 
it and it becomes a thing you know you go out with your friends you always try to order more and more and some of it goes to waste which is the mm. you know the the whole thing uh, the whole um i think we're gonna get to the the food waste uh, later on but you know uh, we we we, ha- we have those habits that you know we we make uh, unconscious but if when you we look at look back at it we're like okay you know like that was unnecessary or I could, I could save here. I could, you know, like I, it would be better if I didn't consume that much, you know? So, yeah, I think it's kind of, it's very multidimensional. It's not one way. No, no. And I guess, you know, sort of food has so many different meanings for us. I suppose I was also wondering exactly. whether, you know, when you moved, you spoke about, you know, when you was at home, your mum's cooking and, you know, and being out with friends. And I guess it just becomes a bit of a, um, you know, social thing, a sort of ordering lots exactly. of food and you get used to doing that. And I wondered whether with you moving, that almost just became um, a bit of a new chapter for you, an opportunity for you to be independent and control, you know, what you cook, how you eat, where you eat, when you eat. Yeah, exactly. I I I think that's a great point. Um, which you know the the environment changes, and then all of a sudden you you know new people. They they have different habits, and then you might pick up those. and And I feel like that also had had an effect on me because of the environmental change that you know created by me moving out of the the situation that I was in to a whole new country and finding new friends and and you know don't do the same things that I was doing in my country that kind of made the difference as well in terms of uh, getting new habits and you know um, having having new things to do so that was important as well I think and what are some traditional Iranian cuisines uh, we have loads. Uh, rice is a it's a very very big thing. It, uh, it's similar in a way, you know. British people like their Indian food, uh, and we we also um, we also have a lot of foods with rice and non bread and things like that. And uh, I can name a couple for you if you want, but we have you know like rice is the base of everything pretty much. And then we add different vegetable and nuts and things like that to the rice and we cook it uh, with whether it's, you know, lamb or chicken or, you know, like lamb shank or those type of thing. So, those you know, uh, and we always have a lot of it as well. So, it, you know, the portion sizes, if you ever go to a Persian restaurant, the portion sizes are big. You know, my, my friends here, they love Persian restaurants because of how big the portions are. So. And like, are there many vegan options? Like, I'm feeling hungry, but I'm thinking, what can I eat? <laughs> so the yeah, rice would be good for me, and the nuts and the yes, spices. I'm loving that. Exactly. Yeah. So we have, I would like we have loads of stews as well in my country. Uh, you have to make the conscious decision of making it vegan friendly. Um, right. But everything we have is able to become vegan friendly in a way. Uh, because we we cook a lot of vegetables and a lot of herbs and a lot of you know like green green leaves and things like that. So yeah, yeah, the you know the the vegan options are you know can can be as big as you want it basically. Sounds amazing. It sounds like with the 
change of diet and lifestyle, the, sort of just organically you've been wasting less food and I was just wondering what you do well in terms of food waste and reducing food waste. Yeah, in a way, I think I never had to be worried about food waste because mm. I, I live with my parents. So mm. when I came here, it was a it was something that I needed to consider in a way um, because, you know, like cooking for myself and, you know, um, being on your own is a whole mm. new set of challenges. You know, how much of this ingredient do I need to buy? How much of this do I need to buy? And everything, you know, if you don't use it, it goes to waste, basically. So um I, I feel like one of my um biggest challenges in a way has been to to be able to just uh you know uh to to fix that problem but um in a way it has been good because i always live within the city center so i uh, i live in a flat so i don't have a you know like i don't have a massive fridge that i can put so much food in it so in a way it's good for me because I, I just buy food as I want to consume it so I don't buy in big portions or big you know like um, big amounts uh, so that's that's been helpful it's usually the only thing that I had a struggle with when I came here was uh, you know like a couple of fruits that they just go bad so easily and you know like bread if you don't you know, consume it within a few days. Uh, and that was it, you know, um, other, other stuff I just bought as I went on. And, and even now I don't even have any problem with, with food waste anymore because I know how much of it I'm going to consume. And I exactly buy that amount for the next two, three days. And again, I go and buy if I need it. Um, which, which I think, you know, uh, it's practical for someone like me, but if you live in a bigger family or if you have multiple people in, in the same house, then, then it's going to be a big, a bigger challenge, which I haven't came across yet. I think it's a really helpful point, and it makes me think about um, students or you know, sort of young adults moving out for the first time. And I definitely remember that when I first started living alone, initially I would shop as if I was still with family, you know. So like, yeah. I don't know, buying a big bag of potatoes or a big exactly. block of cheese when I ate dairy and you know and like I said it's sort of shopping in that way but not really having it in mind what I was gonna do with it so I would find things going off because you just didn't think about it in that way you know yes. when you live with others you know there's however many other people eating yes. the food and I think there is something that when you're on your own and sort of being conscious of what have you got how are you going to use it when are you going to use it how are you going to uh, store it um just like you said with a loaf of bread if that's just you one person it's going to go off a lot quicker than what it is if there's four or five of you yeah exactly it's just um and that was really challenging because you know like back um in my country you you had a we had a freezer and you know like (laughs) you could you could put bread in the freezer and as you wanted to bring it out you you would bring out and warm it up but in here, I don't have a massive freezer, so I don't have a space for putting, you know, bread in the freezer and, you know, like do those type of thing. And and it kind of it has to be a conscious decision on my part that, you know, like either I'm going for a smaller loaf or I, I'm, you know, I'm I'm buying a loaf, but I know that for the next couple of days this needs to be consumed, otherwise it's gonna go back. I guess it's not as a big of a challenge, but you know, when we think about it as one person you know like if you if you waste 
three slices of bread, but then you put in put it in the context of you know millions of millions and millions of people wasting a couple of slices, and it's a whole new problem. So I feel like if everyone makes a more conscious decision regarding you know like how many you know the the food choices that they're gonna have or or how they're gonna keep it basically fresh, then we would have less of a problem. But again, it's something that, you know, like we, you're, we are talking about millions and millions of people do something. So it's challenging. It is. But I think, you know, it's so important what you say about being more conscious about what you buy and, you know, and having those things that can um, help you be a bit more thoughtful. You know, if you've got a smaller exactly. freezer, you have to be, you know, you can't um, fit everything in there which I think is really helpful and also it's helpful in some ways if you've got a smaller freeze it's easier to see what's in there you know I think sometimes we can get in the habit I know I've been guilty of it you know you're stuffing things in there and you just sort of forget about what's what's there and sort of lose track and I think it can be really important to do like a little bit of a kitchen itinerary so check what you've got in your cupboards check what you've got in your freezer see what's in your freeze you know have a look at what's gonna go off what needs using up yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot, of, a lot, a lot of people have a tub of ice cream on the back of in the back of the freezer every every time they look, <laughs> and it never gets consumed. It's the same for me. It's like you you put something in the freezer and you just keeps forget about it, and you know, like it's either the, you know the the flavor that you don't want it, or you know the you know the the way that you want it is different. You know, like with potatoes and things like that so it's it's kind of it's challenging in a way but you know uh, I kind of from my point of view I don't have a because I'm not a massive you know cooker so I don't really like have so many different you know like dishes to cook and things like that so for me it's, it's a lot simpler to to kind of know what I'm cooking but I guess you know from your point of view for example it would be so much more challenging because uh, as it sounds you you kind of cook a lot of different dishes and things like that so you, you know you, you need a lot of different ingredients and managing that would be so much harder yeah I suppose I haven't really you've, you've got made me pause the thought then and um yeah I yeah I haven't really thought about it I mean I guess it's um I do try and cook a variety of dishes I think having dried spices really helps yeah. with that you know being able to um yeah sort of utilize dry spices and and I guess even you know being able to freeze fresh herbs and things yes. like chili I'll freeze and you know and even chopping up onion if I you know need to not to ever last that long it tends to get used quite yes. quickly but chopping that up and um and freezing it and also I guess I like to try and you know, sort of alternate ingredients or just use substitutes. So if I've already got herbs, I, I want to use what I've already got. So, um, you know, like recently I made a stir fry and I had basil, so I used fresh basil. Yes. And rather than thinking, right, well, I've got fresh basil and I'm going to go out and, I don't know, get coriander, for example. So I just try yeah. and make use of what I've already got. Exactly. Is there anything yeah. that you want to do more of in terms of reducing food waste? Uh, 
I mean, we we can always do more, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's, in, it's kind of you know like we can look at more smaller things and you know like try to do more. Uh, I think one of the problems I have is with with the snacks. I, I you know when I when I go to I love going to the, the grocery stores and look at the shelves and see what's new and what does exist and that's one of the reasons i came out with the with the cpg brand the dream company was that because i you know from the uh, very early uh, ages i i loved going to grocery stores and just look at different products and, and try to see what what is coming out now what is new um and it was a you know it was something i really enjoyed doing so for me, it's like I always go to these biggest stores and big grocery stores and try to find something new, like in the snack section, try to, to see what's new, what, what just came out. And, and I have a bad habit of just picking things up, which, you know, sometimes they come in, to, you know, multiple packs and things like that. So it, it kind of sometimes gets out of my hands how many different things I have you know, uh, for snacks and things like that. But, uh, and sometimes they go bad. So that's one of the things that probably like, if I was going to change something, that would be it. But, you know. Uh, and, and I definitely think manufacturers design these things to lure us in, you know, like um, the colours, the branding, the positioning yes. of where, yeah, things, for sure. where things are and, um, you know, adverts, taglines, um, yeah, I mean, I think sort of, you know, these things are, um, you know, they're not by accident, are they? I think, you know, it's, um, yeah, and, and I guess it generates excitement as well, doesn't it, when there's, like, new exactly. products, something coming out. Yes, exactly. In terms of, you know, like, obviously packaging is a big factor for mm. us, for anyone that buys anything, uh, especially the CPG industry to to, to go for the product or whatever. Uh, but I guess for, from my point of view, I'm even more excited about like if, let's say if it's a new thing, if it's a new flavor or they're now doing, you know, uh, more and more brands doing limited edition stuff, which is more around, you know, let's say the, the months of the year that we are, if it's Christmas coming up, mm -hmm. if it's, you know, like different, different occasions during the year and they do, different flavors or different you know stuff for for those times and it's kind of it interests me and you know sometimes they're good sometimes they're not bad they're they're not good but then you end up having so many different things that some of them you don't want to even drink so i guess it's it's kind of something that i need to look more into and you know maybe change in the future well, it's funny you say that, actually, because um, earlier today I went into Tesco's and I was like in the reduced section looking at the yellow stickers and they had an advent calendar with vegan chocolate. It was that yes. um, no more, uh, no more missing out. Yes. And yeah, and it was like, you know, full price, it was £2 and it was reduced to 60p. And I guess wow. it's because it's not, yeah, it's not selling. And I mean, I bought it and I've just got 13 chocolates now to catch up on. And uh, wow. yeah, yeah. And, but I suppose that, that's the thing, essentially, it's just chocolate. But with all of this marketing, you know, it becomes like an advent calendar. And then when Christmas, you know, comes to an end, people won't want to buy them. And then the packaging and the food both go to waste. Yes, exactly. And I mean, you know, like when you look at the, I love buying advent calendar. I mean, who doesn't like, but 
when you look at the packaging is very it's a lot it's a lot of packaging for what it is like yeah. you could you could have all the chocolates within a you know a, the size of a bar of chocolate so it's kind of you know like obviously we we, ha- we should have fun and we should have those time of the year and those celebrations as well but but i guess you know it's kind of it's, it's also needs to be looked at from you know how much do we need to produce because there seems to be every year there is a lot and a lot more advent calendars that go on sale because obviously we are now half December um, and you know uh, a lot of people have bought their advent calendars or they don't want to buy so all these chocolates they don't have any other use um, and and they still have dates and everything to go for another year or so so it's kind of it's an I think it's a big issue. It's an interesting issue to look at, uh, but it's one that I think it's more from the manufacturing side that they need to, you know, look at. Definitely, I think there needs to be greater responsibility. Um, and you mentioned CPG. What does CPG stand for? Consumer package goods. So everything that you see in a store everything in grocery stores that is packed for consumers to to buy and use it, it it's that cpg industry right 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 yeah um and so like with the smoothies i suppose like i always sort of think of smoothies as quite a good way of using up um fruit and veg you know especially you know maybe bananas that might be browning like could you use your smoothies in that way so could you use add some other bits in there like some bananas or some berries that you got in the freezer yeah so for ours it's ready to drink so it's already mixed up and you just need to to grab a bottle and consume it but sometimes i do mix it with other stuff so i have a you know like a blender here and i put different a couple of different things in it if i want it to be a bit thicker you know i use Mm. banana a peanut butter and if i need more calories i do that and i just blend it together sometimes i do with frozen fruits you know like berries and things like that and and you know make it make a thicker shake out of it and use that as a base uh, for the protein and everything so yeah that's one thing i do Sounds amazing. What sort of flavors do you guys do? So we have uh, chocolate, uh, brownie, we have cookies and cream, and we have blueberry muffin. Oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> I need to make sure you get a package from us to, to be able to <laughs> try yeah. them. Yeah, absolutely. I've got my blender here on the ready. Yeah, for sure. And so lastly, what sort of changes would you want to see in the world? And I mean, this can relate to reducing food waste or anything else. Yeah, I think overall, uh, with a lot of these, um, you know, like uh, issues that we are facing, whether it's the food waste, it's the sustainability, it's the, you know, like environmental issues. I think that a lot of it comes with more education you know like um mm. and and the result is always in more education from my point of view because um you know um if um for example sometimes i um i go to uh, in manchester we have on those um which is like a uh, shopping mall mm-hmm. and the uh i think three weeks ago I, I was there and they had these um you know, um, it was a campaign for a specific company. I don't remember the company, 
uh, but the campaign was about food waste and they had uh, you know a stack of bread and a, and a bottle of milk and and one and I think it was potato maybe and mm. on them it was saying how much of it daily goes to waste and the numbers were crazy it was literally out of my mind and and that's when I kind of thought about it I was like you know if, if in the UK if millions and millions of people buy you know bread if if you know even a very small percentage of people um put three slices two slices in the bin then you're gonna have a huge number of bread slices every day that goes to waste that could be used in a in a better you know like uh, for a better situation so I think with all those things if every person becomes then more educated and then you know like they reduce the the amount that they waste then we have a much better world uh but it's easier said than done um which which i need to you know uh, say as well um but with any situation i think more education is you know is something that we can rely on and we can you know hope for to to solve those problems uh, and again, with, for example, you know, uh, the sustainability aspect, again, you know, like if if one of the reasons that I wanted to create the product was was mainly due to the fact that I wanted to create something that was equal or it was uh, it, it would be an alternative to what does exist within the dairy industry. Mm. And that's why we created the product. I think what, there are two main things. One is education of what we can do to make it better and what what people in general you know me you everyone can do to to reduce the waste to to make it more sustainable but also it's the fact that we need products that can be an alternative to what does exist because mm. we can't really just expect people to you know like switch their lifestyle and switch everything to plant-based you know if we don't give them enough options if we don't give them enough alternatives so I think it's really important, whether it's in the clothing industry, you know, the, the fashion industry, uh, or the you know, uh, there is a huge problem with the fast fashion uh, that everyone is facing. With every industry, there needs to be, first of all, a, an education thing that is going on to to inform people of what's better, what's you know, what's what's better to do, but then providing an alternative for that better thing. Yeah, you know, I couldn't agree more. I think it's really important and, you know, especially in terms of education, because, you know, I always say you just don't know what you don't know. And, yes. um, you know, so I think, you know, there's going to be so many people that, you know, are not aware of actually sort of the impact of food waste on the environment and, um, you know, and emissions and, you know, the same with like, you know, the sort of consequences of fast fashion, um, you know, often you don't see it, do you? And I guess we've been speaking earlier about marketing. So what you might just see is, um, I don't know, so for example, the sort of the brand sheen, you might just see um, some nice looking clothes on a lovely looking model at a really cheap price. And, you know, and that's all you see in a person thinks, oh, this is great. It's a fantastic buy. And you don't see what... Um, happens behind that who it is that's making the clothes in what conditions and what are they enduring and how are they treated and how much are they being paid and um 
you know, I guess you have to dig a bit deeper to find that out. And, you know, this is not the sort of thing that brands are going to go out of their way to let you know. Um, yes, I yeah, uh, completely agree. You know, so I think it's, um, yeah, it's really important. And like you said, but to also have then an alternative. So what do you do instead? Well, OK, well, if you're saying to me, I can't shop here, or I shouldn't shop this or I shouldn't buy this. Well, where can I go and what can I do instead? And, um, you know, because I suppose even when I'm thinking about people following a plant-based diet, sometimes people just don't know, you know, like I might get yes. asked, well, what, what would you eat for breakfast and what do you cook? And, um, yeah, because I just think, some, you know, these things are new, aren't they? And, you know, and like I said, we don't know what we don't know. Yes, exactly. And, you know, like um, you mentioned, you mentioned a great point about, you know, like the, the plant-based diet and things like that. And, and one of the main reasons that, you know, like uh, I mentioned at the beginning of the, our conversation that um, I'm not vegan or, or, you know, like I'm not vegetarian. I try to have a variety of food was that because, you know, back in the day, about five, six years ago, I tried to, to go vegan for three months and I lost a lot of weight back then and I put everything on when I came off the diet just because when I was on the diet I didn't know what to do I I you know I damaged my body and I you know like it became really really hard for me to to keep continuing because I just didn't know enough about it I wasn't educated on it and you know it's the same thing for everyone, you know, if, if they don't have the enough information or if they are not aware of the facts that or what the diet brings, then it would be really hard for them to do, especially if they lack vitamins and things like that, which, you know, uh, which are really, really important for our, you know, normal functions. So I think the, the education is so important, but also creating the alternative alternative for them as well it's it's also as important because if they have the education and they don't have the alternative to use then you're gonna lose them there so do you think that was a factor in you producing a plant-based protein product yes because the the whole the the whole point for me was that i you know i always had a a little bit of problem with consuming dairy proteins uh it would just give me um you know um stomach issues so when i use vegan proteins that were on the market i found them really helpful but when i wanted to create this product was mainly i wanted to have different aspects of the product and obviously flavor was one of them i wanted to be you know flavored nice and and exciting the other aspects were the formula uh, and also the branding so i wanted to I wanted to have a brand that is welcoming to everyone. I, I didn't want to create a, you know, a brand that, you know, it's very, uh, how can I say it? It kinds of, um, it's dividing. I didn't want to create something that people will feel kind of um, not really happy or not really welcome to use it uh, from, you know, uh, their point of view. Uh, because sh- some brands they shout vegan and things like that, and some some people find it a bit intimidating to use that. So I wanted to to be able to welcome people to the brand, but also the other aspect is the formula. I put a lot of work into the formula with the with the uh, scientists that we have working on it, and I wanted to create a, pr- a 
formula that wasn't only protein. So we have 20 grams of protein from four different sources of plant-based protein, but we also have uh, B vitamins, um, calcium, vitamin D3, and it's very high in fiber because uh, because of the benefit that it has for our gut health. So it's kind of it's more than protein. It's so much different things, and and that's why I credit it just because there wasn't anything similar on the market. And if people want to try out the products, where's the best place for them to buy them? It's it's our website. It's uh, believe.com, B-L-I-E-V.com. Uh, they can buy in the packs of six, and it comes, you know, within one or two days. Um, to the doorstep, um, but also if you're in a couple of retailers and they can find about it through our social media and things like that, but it's easier to get it through our website. And what's your social media handle? Are you guys on Instagram? Yes, so we have Believe uh, Official on every social media. So we are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube and Twitter. Oh, well, I will be sure to point people in that direction. It's Thank been you. so amazing talking to you. I feel like you've brought up so many interesting points. It just feels like we've covered so much. Um, yes. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Raiders, I'm in awe of Aria. Moves to a new country at 17, has to learn a whole new language. Within six years, he's a founder of his own plant-based sustainable protein shake business. Incredible. If his milkshakes bring you guys to his yard, let me know what you think. I've got my eye on that blueberry muffin flavour. Thanks so much for listening, Raiders. Please take a moment to rate, review, share, subscribe. Helps to get the podcast noticed. Until next time, Raiders. Goodbye.